Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. It's me, Rob. Sup? Sada. Big Sook's right over there. Yeah. Sada. Sending some Sada. ideas to the task force. Yeah. Trying to get on board. No one takes me seriously down there at City Hall, and they should. I got ideas. Coming up tonight in the club, uh, I was presented a check in the mail today, a random mail check, oh. which is always fun. Yeah, sometimes I get those off of like um, like the class action settlements. Yeah, this one was for $92.17. That's tasty right there. And I want to tell you specifically about it mm. because you, it's a bit of an in your face. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm kind of excited about this. Ninety-two dollars and seventeen cents. I will. I will tell you about my newfound riches uh, in the club. I hope that you immediately turn around and you place a bet on one of the title games with that ninety-two dollars. Sure. You don't save found it all goes money. Goes into the same pool. Uh, see, when I find money, I earmark that. I don't. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Like that's uh, anytime I get like unexpected money, that immediately goes to something stupid and foolish. I'm not using that. I'm not using that to pay a bill. Um, what else do I have? Oh, uh, courtesy of the great Joe Fisher, show contributor Joe Fisher. Mm-hmm. We have yet another, did they really need to turn the plane around incident? <laughs> I love that this has really become, I thought the muffler thing was your like gold standard in, in your platform. But it is. I really feel like this has become what you're, you're known for. The, the ROP task force on turning planes around is really where well, you're shining. It needs an overhaul. Yeah. And this one may be the worst one yet. Ooh, interesting. And what not to do when uh, Chiefs fans die in your backyard. We'll have those items oh. in the club. He's poking with a stick on that list. Six to seven. Up next, uh, what to do with the fumble out of the end zone rule. Hmm. I know you want to talk about that. It is my. It is the one thing about the NFL that peeves me above all others. And uh, Aiden Childs. Reveals how Jonathan Smith left Oregon State. Mm. I don't know if you read his. Did you read what he was saying? I did not. Yeah, he's talking. We got some deets. Yeah, he just kind of, yeah, broadly revealed how it all went down. 
for him. Yeah. And, you know, for the program. Obviously, it went somewhat well because he went with him. Yeah, he likes him. Yeah. But it is kind of odd when I read you the quotes. It's like, well, why do you, like, he, what, why do you like him? <laughs> but he always wanted to play for him. He said he was always honest with him. Well, so. like, I, I saw it today. Like, someone was posting, like, I think pretty much every UW offensive lineman on the on the on the depth chart is left, and people are like, "What the hell? What's going on?" And, and someone correctly pointed out that so many times, especially with like offensive linemen, you often recruit. You often, when you're getting recruited, you don't fall in love with the head coach. You fall in love with the position coach. You spend way more time with your position coach than you do a head coach. I mean, shoot, in my five years at BYU, I think I had five conversations with my head coach. I talked to my O line coach every day. So when you not only you lose your head coach, but you lose your position coach, you know, I, you can't fault someone. Like everyone thinks that these kids are committing because they love Seattle or they love Eugene or they love whatever. And so many times it's simply about relationships. You can find cool campus environments. You can find NIL and you can find pretty girls and classes anywhere. But what you see on a day-to-day basis and what has the biggest impact on your life is going to be your coaches. Do you like your strength and conditioning coach? Do you like your position coach? Do you like your head coach? And when those guys leave, there's no loyalty to the city of Seattle. I just think sometimes we just have our head buried in the sand about what 18 and 19-year-olds uh, really think. I mean, we all need to grow up a little bit. All right, right now, the Hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food. The most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number 5. Number 5. Number 5. Uh, but, oh, uh, wait, that's not number five. <laughs> uh, Terry Rozier traded to Miami. Yeah, they went uh, Lowry and a first-round pick, I believe it was uh, revealed. So the Heat get another playmaker at guard for the uh, uh, from the Hornets. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, and uh, he'll be bought out, and he'll go ring chasing. Yeah, they said they'll either shop him or buy him out. And it, and saves, the, it saves the Heat a bunch of money, too. A 2027 first-round pick. Rozier's having a career year. He's averaging 23 points per game. Yeah, it's a nice move, and Charlotte just absolutely stinks. Um Although they beat uh, Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns had 62 and lost to one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, they, didn't they blow like a 20-point lead or something? <laughs> how do you how do you score 62 and lose to the Hornets of all teams? The NBA is bananas. It really is. Quite strange. Yeah, the Hornets are 10-31, and 31, by the way. Although Brandon Miller's having a nice year. Number four. 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame elections. We have three new members that will be inducted. This summer, Adrian Beltre is in. He gets 95% of the vote. Also in, Twins catcher Joe Maurer and Rockies first baseman Todd Helton. Joe Maurer, first-timer. And then uh, Helton, well-deserved. Todd Helton was criminally underrated. Guy was great. Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez both denied, neither even close. A couple of free agency signings. The Dodgers have landed the Big Maple. Do you remember him? I do remember him. James Paxton. At one point, he was great, and then he went to New York and got hurt a bunch and disappeared. <laughs> One-year deal. And then uh, with Machine, Joey Gallo is headed to the Nats. One-year, $5 million. That guy's still get. That guy's getting $5 million <laughs> to strike out 500 times. Oh, my God. It's a hell of a time. 
Hell of a time to be a Major League Baseball player. He's terrible. I think there's NFL guys that are making like two and a half million bucks. Just grinding. They look at that and like, really? Five million bucks? There's NFL guys making 800000 <laughs> Looking at that going, what the hell? That guy's terrible. Well, I could strike out less than him. Yeah, and the power numbers haven't been great lately no, either. No, he's not any good. What were his numbers last year? Are you looking at his numbers? I'm looking. Uh, he is hitting a c- career. He is hitting 197. Dude, come on. <laughs> pulling it up sorry the Raiders have their coach in Antonio Pierce now they're targeting a new GM they are close to locking up former Chargers GM Tom Telesco yeah, I thought Telesco did a nice job in uh with the Chargers I mean obviously some of the injuries and the coaching decisions but as far as draft picks go did a nice job assembling that roster Eagles as expected fire offensive coordinator Brian Johnson this after they let Sean decide their defensive coordinator go yeah well Someone's got to take the fall. So <laughs> when you have the worst collapse in NFL history, I can't believe they didn't fire Sirianni, to be honest with you. I mean, because he, he was a strange fit from the get-go. It was just the last year saved his ass. And you got to start asking the question, how much of that was coordinators? So he is on – there is not a coach on a hotter hot seat next year than Sirianni. Last year with the Twins, 177. 21 home runs. Hey, 21's better than I thought. In 332 plate appearances. Because when he, when the Yankees got him a couple years ago, he was Dude, god that awful. guy is so bad. Well. <laughs> so bad. He's managed to Why stick. does he keep getting... I guess he's got a cannon out in the outfield, but... Well, I mean... Five million dollars? My God. Well, one year he hit 38. Yeah, yeah he hit a what, buck... He hit a buck 99 that? that year. Yeah, dude, he doesn't hit over 200. And he only had 99 hits out of 653 at-bats. It doesn't matter if they're homers. Get uh, him off the field. We found a Schultz-y platform. There you go. pissed. According to NFL Network, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers are within striking distance of a deal. Word is they've handed him a very strong financial offer. Now the sides just need to agree on a GM and who fills out his staff. Meanwhile, Titans' new coach is Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, which means all 32 teams will now have replaced their offensive coordinator since the start of the 2022 season. Yeah, that's crazy. That is just a, a rotating door because either you get blown out after a year a la Brian Johnson or you get elevated after a year or two when you're the, you're the next man up. Milwaukee Bucks are on pace for over 60 wins, but today they fired their coach. <laughs> he gone. Adrian Griffin let go with a record of 30 and 13. Uh, They're had, number two in the East. It is. He bumped heads with Stotts at the beginning of the year. The players have openly questioned him multiple times this year. The defensive rating absolutely stinks. And then Giannis came out today and, and flat out said that the locker room lost faith in him. That they thought that they were winning despite him. So. You know, Joe Prunty takes over in the meantime. Sounds like they're reaching out to Doc Rivers. Two other names that have popped up. The great Nate McMullen. Yes. And, and. Yes. Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, he always gets mentioned, but yeah, he, he hasn't coached for 30 I know. years. He just keeps getting thrown out there. But, look, someone's going to inherit a roster that is able to win a, a, an NBA title. I mean, that's a, that's a sweet job if you can land it. Your Blazers are two touchdown underdogs tonight in Oklahoma City. The Thunder have already walloped the Zers twice this season winning by 43 the first time. We thought that was bad. Yeah. The second time, they beat him by 62. What's the spread on this? You said 14? 14. Two teddies. Have you ever felt better about laying 14 points? <laughs> like what? No, I don't is think it, you... Is there a big revenge factor here? You uh, can they're jer- already down by nine. <laughs> Perfect. Two teddies! 
What's the score? I didn't know it was 16 on. to 7, 8 minutes to go in the first quarter. What? Uh, it's up to 18 to 9 now, you jerk. Oh, thank you. 18 to 9, excuse me. Hot 5 at 5 brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. All right, fumbles out of the end zone. What the hell? Let's talk about it next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Well, it doesn't seem to happen all that often, but when it does, it is, it's crazy how much criticism comes out. And I am speaking of the uh, the play where a, a player fumbles fumbles in the field of play through the end zone yeah. out on the side or out in the back, and um, the defense gets a touchback. It's the most punitive play in all of sports. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's the only place on the entire field where this happens. Uh, everyone thinks it's dumb, basically, in the NFL, and yet it never changes. And, and normally when, you know, whether it's a, a horse collar tackle, and I get those are injuries, but, you know, even a, a, a PI call, remember the you know, the Saints in, in the playoffs and they did that rule for a year or, you know, what is or isn't a catch. It kind of blows me away that you're right and that it doesn't happen all the time, but it is a frequent occurrence. And every time it happens, especially in big games, it is brought up, but nothing is ever done about it. And I'm, you know, unfortunately with the, with this Chiefs one, because the Chiefs won the game, you know, I, again, I it's going to take something like that where, one, where a, a team like Kansas City and Mahomes is loses a game because of something like this, and then maybe then they'll take action. But it's just it's it's the dumbest thing in the, in, in in the world. At any other point on the field, if you fumble a ball and it goes out of bounds, the other team doesn't get it. You know, it's like I, I fumble the ball. There's no recovery, and not only that, but they get it at the twenty. You know, they, they get to advance it. It just it 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 makes no sense whatsoever. Well, last year, uh, I don't know who, who the head cheeses at the NFL about all this stuff but they asked him and he said uh, there's no momentum at all to yeah. change this rule last yeah. last year he said that yeah. now ESPN is reporting that after the Nicole Hardman one 
it will almost certainly be a rule change. I hope so. They are so. going to change it. You know, the idea was always that you, you don't want people just, no matter what, extending the ball. Yeah, it, just fumbled at no consequence. Yeah. So you, you guys have people all willy-nilly. But again, that's so dumb. As if anyone's going to be like, well, I guarantee this fumble's going through the end zone. I mean, that's just such a silly thing. But Hardman's, he wasn't reaching. Hardman's, and it was just so razor thin about w- whether that was or wasn't a fumble. And it ended up dribbling out there. And really, it gave Buffalo life. I mean, that, that seals the game for Kansas City. And so maybe that's the one is because it wasn't, he wasn't reaching for it. It was just kind of one of those fluke things that, that happened. But I just, the, the fear mongering of the idea that anyone getting near the goal line is now just going to willy nilly just fling the ball towards the goal line. The consequences be damned. Like, how stupid do you have to be to think that? So, what should it be? I, I go, if it's not a clear recovery, it goes like, it, I, I do not understand. So there's a hundred yards on the field. And if it's fumbled anywhere else and it goes out of bounds, it just goes back to where you fumbled. So if you're on the two yard line and you fumble it through the back of the end zone and the other team doesn't recover it. You get the ball on the two. I oh, mean, okay. So you don't even think it should be penalized at all. Well, why is it, why is it not penalized anywhere else on the field? Well, because the end zone's different. I mean, I think that would be the, <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it is. It's points as opposed to just, you know, a yard or two. I mean, the the goal line is obviously a very different area than the, you know, 40 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think there there would probably be some momentum to make it penal in some way. In other words, um, a couple of things I've read, one person suggested a loss of down. I could see that. Um, another suggested uh, the offense keeps the ball, but or whoever fumbled keeps the ball, yeah. but you go back to the 20. Yeah. So something like that is a little bit more palatable, I think, than just no penalty no penalty at all. Well, that's fine. If you want to have something punitive, I guess I'd be, if you want to, I don't know about 20, because again, there's no 20-yard penalty unless you're talking about pass interference, So, which is a spot foul. Look, if you want it to be a 5 or a 10-yard penalty, I mean, I guess, but I just do not understand for the life of me, why if you fumble the ball, it is upon the defense to recover it in order for the defense to be rewarded with it. Whereas in this case, that one area, now we're like, well, you fumble the ball, screw you. The defense doesn't have to do anything. In fact, the defense can just kick the damn thing out of bounds. I don't have to recover it. What if you get, what, what if you change it all and the ball goes out of bounds, the defense gets it, but they have to, their new line of scrimmage is the back of the end zone. <laughs> right under the goalpost. You have to get <laughs> You have running to get, a play from the end zone? Yes. Well, I guess this, Change everything. This would be my one. If you are insistent on this being a turnover, then the 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 new offense... Who Gets the, it at the one? Where, or wherever you fumble it. Yeah. You fumble it at the three, that's where the fumble was. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's where you get it. I don't mind that. So at least then you, you say that there is... Um, it, it's not just a it, it just here's a free 20 yards at least then the defense the new defense has a chance to you know to pin you I mean, that's the whole point of going for it on fourth down at the one or whatever is if you don't get it you pin the the team and there's a good chance of you getting it back and play field position it's hard to go 93 or 95 98 yards or whatever that would be the bare minimum that i would be on board with and not that my opinion matters i just think it's silly that the, the rule exists everywhere else, and it's the exact same. Well, then but, we get to the goal line, and then it's a magical uh, thing. Well, the goal line is different. As someone points out, you get sacked in the end zone. It's two points in the ball. Anywhere else, yep. it's just a sack. So the, they're obviously 
I mean, there's there's definitely a difference. Well, again, I, zone, I, I guess I would say that's slightly different because, again, you can't just run out of the back of the end zone forever. There does have to be a limit. I think that's a little bit of apples to oranges. I mean, I, I kind of get where you're going, uh, what where you're going with that, but that seems very, um, I don't know. I, I just don't think those things are, are related. Of course, the end zone is different. But being so punitive uh, without the defense doing anything, I mean, I guess you, you forced a fumble, but well, just the idea of you dropping the ball and then giving it to the defense and, and then getting them on the 20, not on board. I think they can – there's a way to make it better, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as – I don't think it's quite as dumb as you do, but I get it. It it could be better. You could, I, I don't necessarily know exactly what that is, but all the suggestions all have – you know, that we've been mentioning here have merit. You could. I feel like there's a few rules that you could fix in the NFL, this being one of them if you brought the Rouge in from the CFL, which is a one-point play, essentially. I mean, why not? I'd love it. The offense keeps the ball. However, the defense is awarded a point. So you move them back to the three or wherever the ball went, you know, the player was out of bounds or down, but then the defense gets a Whoa. point. Like, that really... That ha- that's what they do in the CFL? There's a couple of situations where on... I can't remember the exact play, but, like, either um, a change of possession or or some kind of special thing happens, they get a rouge, which is a, a one-point score. And it, and it happens in, like, three or four different situations. And, and I do feel like that's an incentive here in the NFL. Yeah, let the offense keep the ball, but how many times have we seen points, you know, one or two or three decide a game? That point is meaningful. I can't say I knew that about the CFL. It shows you with hot CFL talk. Love that. That would be interesting. I don't think anyone would ever be on board with it. They would boy, never do that. But that would be. Or you take a point away from the team that fumbled it. <laughs> it's they minus. wouldn't. I tell you what, they'd hold on to that damn ball. Yeah. yeah in so, a, especially in a close game. Just a, this is like the definition. In Canadian football, a single point or rouge is a one point score awarded for certain plays that involve the ball being kicked into the end zone or not returned from it. So I feel like right around the end zone here, this is kind of this this availability for a rouge style point in the NFL. Well, it, someone did point out on the Vancouver Vortex line that the overtime rule was specifically changed because of the Chiefs and Bills. And wouldn't that be something <laughs> if we see this rule change simply yeah. because of Chiefs-Bills? Was that the coin toss thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're both both teams get a chance. Because remember, in that one, the 13-second game, uh, Mahomes gets it, drives down, field goal, thanks for coming, you know. Well, and, no, the field goal. Well, the field goal overtime. went to overtime, but then, yeah. you know, the, the Bills never got to touch the ball after yeah. that. And now we're guaranteed That's that, what changed that? That's what changed it. Yeah, now you're guaranteed a chance to touch the ball. Hmm. Yeah. I can't. I don't remember that one being the one that. As a matter of fact, I kind until I rewatched it today, I saw somebody posted the clip of the the way that game ended. And by the way, that's one of the greatest finishes in NFL history. Yeah, the when the Bills the 13 second Bills Chiefs game. I still can't believe that they gave that up. I had forgotten that um, that the kick was only to tie. Not, yeah, not it, to win. Yeah, they were down by three, and yeah, it was and it was it was a 50 plus yard kick. By someone, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Dirt and Sprague, or maybe it was Colin. Someone was talking about that today. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was was you know this is kind of was my point with the whole Josh Allen Pat Mahomes thing and like oh Josh Allen can't beat Patrick Mahomes. It's like the Tom Brady. How many of, of Tom Brady's games were saved by uh, Gakowski or is it uh, Adam Vinatieri? was the other one? Uh, is it Steven? Was it uh, Goskowski? Right. Like if those kicks don't go in, is Tom Brady any less of a quarterback? No. Hell yeah. But we certainly view him differently. Jim Kelly, if Scott Norwood kicks it a foot to the left, is Jim Kelly viewed differently? I think so, because he's Super Bowl champion. So, like, 
with, with Buffalo, uh, you know, they missed their kick, and who knows how that game would have played out. But now we're again, we're like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen, he can't win. Well, you know, he would have beaten Patrick Mahomes if, if Bucker hadn't made a 50, whatever it was, 53, 54 yard field goal there. Because Josh Allen then wins and goes on a place for, you know, an AFC title and maybe wins the Super Bowl. And we're not having this conversation. So, so many times it is these weird little things like kickers that decide uh, legacies. But yeah, after the 2022, it did, uh, the NFL changed their overtime to allow both teams to possess the ball. And that was one of those that afterwards they found it. Everyone was was enraged and that that Josh Allen, that's this great quarterback and this great rival. Allen never had a chance. They I they, they lost. changed it before that. I thought it was that Peyton Manning Super Bowl, wasn't it? Or twenty twenty two? Did they tweak it? Twenty twenty two was was changed to allow both teams to possess the ball in the extra period. Yeah, but before that, they had already changed it once, right? I think they, they, they changed they, it they, to to you have to. I think you. You get the ball if the other team doesn't score seven or something. Was that the, then? Was that it? It might have been tweaked that if you if you kick a field goal, you no longer win the game. But yeah, in twenty twenty two, after the the Allen, no, I get that. I, I just think that they changed it. I thought they t- tweaked it twice. I I do think they tweaked it twice, and because there won't... was the Peyton Manning Super Bowl where Peyton Manning didn't get to touch the well, maybe it was a Super well, Bowl, the Super Bowl. playoff game, and he didn't get to touch the ball in the in in the overtime and they all everybody freaked out about that and they changed it i will uh do a little dive here and get you a definitive answer on that hey and how about this give me the right answer this time okay did i give you the wrong answer last time well adrian beltre <laughs> that's true but you didn't ask for marty that. schottenheimer you didn't ask for that we trust you you're an you're a trusted <laughs> research department at 1080 the fan we need this to be right that wasn't a research department that was just me off the top of my head but now i'm actually going to do some research into it also aiden childs reveals how jonathan smith left oregon state that's coming up but first schultzy with sports center this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. It's tricky. It is tricky. I think 
Schultz, he did that on purpose. I see. I see. Being tricked by the OT rule changes in the NFL. All right. So this is the history. 1974, the NFL adopts sudden death. Okay. Okay. And then they they did change in 2016. They went from 15 minutes down to 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you could have ties and all that. But that was that was player safety. Player safety, right? So in uh, March of 2010, so 13 years ago, 2010. I guess not 2010, 10. 2010. 2020, 10. 2020. You're doing great. In March of 2010, the NFL owners uh, amended the overtime rules. And that was um, where both teams get a possession, unless the team that gets the ball yes. first scores a touchdown. Okay. If you get the ball first and you score a touchdown, game's over. And okay, okay. So that was in 2010. 2010. So what I'm thinking of, I looked up, the game was in 2017. Mm hmm. And that was when the Chargers beat the Colts because they scored a touchdown on the opening possession of overtime. Yeah. So I was thinking that changed the rule, but it didn't. That was just everybody bitching about, oh, Peyton Manning should, because they he was yes. at the Colts. Peyton Manning should have been able to touch the ball. So they didn't change anything after that. Yeah, and 2017 was also the first time the Super Bowl went into overtime, and that was Patriots-Falcons. And but the Patriots scored a touchdown on the initial right. possession. Yep. Falcons never didn't, got the ball. Yeah, didn't change the rule. Now in 2022, they okay. changed it again. Yeah. Now this doesn't include regular season. This is only this playoffs. Is only playoffs. And playoffs. this is based on the Josh Allen one. Playoffs. That in 2022, um, if no matter what in the postseason, both teams get to touch the ball. Still in the regular season, you get the ball first, you go down, score a touchdown. Game's over. over. Yeah. In the postseason, if a team goes down and scores a touchdown, the other team has to go down and score a touchdown. And if so, it keeps going back and forth. Yeah, I think a lot of fans forgot that. Yeah. Because the, we just don't see a lot of overtime playoff games. Yeah, believe me, we have plenty of people texted in saying both teams don't get to touch the ball. No, they do. Guaranteed. In the postseason, the they do. And that was a direct result of yeah. the Josh Allen, Patrick Which was Mahomes. only, I mean, we haven't had an overtime playoff game since that game, have we? I don't. I don't know. We didn't have one last year. Okay. I don't. We haven't had one so far. We haven't had one this year. Yeah. So, so it's only been last season and this. But yes, and that, since that changed, because the outrage was Allen was such a great player, and because of a coin toss, and you know that he never got a chance. So that has been tweaked. So just FYI, postseason, no matter what, both both quarterbacks yeah. will will get a crack. So at. they changed the overtime rule to. Um, you have to score a touchdown in order to end the game. Mm -hmm. They did that a lot longer longer like, yeah. ago than I thought. That yeah. was 2010. I would have thought that was more like 2015, 2017, yeah. but no, 2010. So yeah. there you go. There is your official history because before, of the NFL rule changes. Before 2010, it was sudden death. Mm -hmm. You just, any score, three any points, score. and you win the game. Thanks for coming. God, that was so stupid. Yes. because <laughs> and, and, and they only did the postseason one recently. I was reading about it. They said it, it very much, it, it's funny, and we I remember talking about this on the air now. The, the numbers in the regular season don't skew that much. The coin toss doesn't decide the game in an overwhelming fashion. It, it does behoove you to win the toss, but in the postseason, it is it's astronomical. The team that gets it first is like eleven and two. Mm. So I think that's the other reason why they they Wonder they, why. they changed it. I don't know. Why it's so different in the postseason. But it, it is. I was I was reading about that, and I do remember us having that conversation when they changed the rule. Is looking at the regular season versus the postseason. The postseason is way skewed, and then the idea that in the postseason the stakes are higher and. You know the theater, and, and and you want your star players to have a a, a crack at it, like 
Josh Allen who lost the game on a coin flip. You know, it is interesting. Brady did it to Kansas City, too. Yeah. In that Chris Jones game. Yeah. Wasn't it Chris Jones? Or no, it wasn't Chris Jones. Was it, it was Frank Clark? Frank. Yeah, the guy who was the, offsides. They jumped offsides. Yeah, they, they got the ball in overtime and went down, scored a touchdown, ended that game. Yeah. Super Bowl as well against the Falcons after the big comeback. So if you think about those two games right there, if the rules are different, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have, maybe they have two less. You know what? They weren't any good. <laughs> I think that's what we've decided. <laughs> Luck. This is this is ridiculous. Patriots weren't any good. Well, dude, there are so many. Like, like Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. And outside, I, I got to look them all up now. Outside of the Tampa Bay one, which, you know, they just, they hammered the Chiefs. And the Chiefs could do nothing. They had no offensive linemen. How many of those Brady Super Bowls, including the losses, right? He has three losses. Philly and the two Giants games. Any one of those, especially the David Tyree catch, that should have been Tom. I mean, that should have been the perfect season. You make that play a hundred times, David Tyree catches it twice, right? And and that's the end of the game. Like the Patriots complete their perfect season. But again, I go back to the Vinatieri field goals. And like how many of those those games were won by three points on field goals? And and again, that had nothing to do with Tom Brady. I think that first win over the Rams was right? yeah, a yeah. game winning field goal. Yeah. And then you have the Seahawks play. Yes, that's the best one. If if Russ just turns around and hands the ball off, he doesn't have that one. So, I mean, you could easily say that he won three based on something that he really didn't have a part of, field goals and the fumbles, but you could say that the other ones, if the defense makes one play, you know, then then he wins those three. They had no other blowouts in the Super Bowl? I think the Carolina one wasn't a blowout, but I think it was like maybe 10 points-ish. Is that Jake DeLome? That was Jake DeLome. I'll look it up, but I I do know that the the Chiefs one was pretty uh, against the Bucs, but the Patriot ones were... Almost all close, if I re- I remember mm. correctly. But now again, right. I'm gonna have to do the research oh department and go back and look that up. And you should get paid extra. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Air, uh, yeah, so we got uh, 2017. Uh, that was the one they beat the Rams by a and, field goal. By a field goal. Uh, the Carolina Panthers 32 29. Oh, close. Uh, the Eagles 24 21. Uh, the Seahawks 28 24. Uh, to, to the Falcons was the overtime game, and then uh, the Rams was thirteen to three. So I mean, they those are all close games, and then of course we had the the Buccaneers one. So yeah, those yeah. are all they dominated that that last Rams game. Yeah, the, the the Rams had nothing, but you know you you want and then the Eagles full the second Eagles one where the Eagles beat them. Mm-hmm. That was the Foles play. Yeah. I mean, those are, and then, and then of course, the, the Giants won, the David Tyree. Tyree won. and I don't remember the other one. I don't remember the other one, but I mean, it was a close game. But, I mean, those, that's, how, that's how weird these legacies are that, I mean, Tom Brady obviously had a lot to do with those, but. I think he's kind of a bum. So many of those games easily could have gone the other way. I mean, for God's sakes, the tuck rule, right? If that, that, that he's not even in that Was Super that Bowl. the Rams Super Bowl? I think, that, that, I think that was the first one against the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the Rams. They they played the Rams. Oh yeah, but the when they the played tuck the, rule was against the against Raiders. the Raiders. Yeah. But you think about it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady easily could have ten Super Bowls, or he could have three. <laughs> uh, Aiden Giles reveals how Jonathan Smith left Oregon State. Quotes next on the fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, for our last trick here, I was reading this in uh, the. Oregonian, or is it Oregon Live, from Nick Daschle. He had this little bit about Aiden Childs, who's now at Michigan State with Jonathan Smith. Mm-hmm. He's the quarterback. Quarterback. He was going to be the future of the Oregon State program. 
Yeah, he went with Smith. Um, he So he is speaking about how it all went down. Yeah. And this pertains to nothing because it's over and we all kind of know what happened anyway. Sure. But uh, he said two weeks before the end of the regular season, Oregon State freshman quarterback Aiden Childs walked into Coach Jonathan Smith's office with the question, are you leaving? <laughs> Two weeks. So who Dad, were they playing before the Civil War? Dad, are you and Mom getting divorced? Uh, no, son. I, uh, who were they playing? I'll look that up for I'm you. Trying to remember that I game. actually asked that question, and my mom's answer was, we'll talk about it in our family meeting later. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this got awkward <laughs> quick. hey If uh, the answer scare you, you know. So he said, questions. this is his quote. He said, two weeks before the Oregon game, I went in to talk to Coach Smith about everything. I just wanted to hear, are you leaving or not? Would have been Stanford, by the way. Stanford game? Yeah. Stanford or Colorado, depending on, you know. <laughs> eh, no focus needed for either of those, right? Yeah, didn't yeah. they? Did, yeah, they, well, they the, the Colorado one, they, Colorado came back, and then Stanford, they beat like 62 yeah. to whatever, 17. That's interesting. Yeah. To know, to think now that Smith was one foot out the door even then. Well, because the the talk was that it was the, the Arizona game, the the bye week, which would have been October twenty first. Mm. That that's when he went and visited. The maybe. mutual flirtation started happening, and depending on who you believe, he had one foot out the door with the Arizona game, and that's what it rubbed some people the wrong way. So he said, two weeks before the Oregon game, I went in and talked to coach about everything. I just wanted to hear, are you leaving or not? We talked about it, and it wasn't like anything serious. Then, a week before the Oregon game, he doesn't tell us he's leaving. He just tells us to focus on what we have to focus on now. A.K.A. I'm leaving. That's what we tried to do, but a lot of people didn't believe in everything that was going on. Then, the day after the game, we had a team meeting, and he's announced that he's leaving. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Child said, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of mixed emotions. A lot of people unsure of what they were going to do in the future. It was something that you just didn't think would happen because... Alma mater, he's been here six years. But it happens. It's a business, and at the end of the day, we can do nothing about it. He said, everything that went down with the Pac-12, it made the decision a little easier for everyone. But it was for sure hard for Coach Smith to take that job. You just don't leave your alma mater like that. It's a hard decision. Hmm. Playing in front of 75,000, 80,000 compared to 30,000, and then the love and support you get in East Lansing and how invested everyone is, uh, that's what Smith sold him on. He said he didn't really have to sell me too much. I wanted to play for him. By the way, I mean, granted, take it, that's a guy that went with. I'm guessing if you ask Damian Martinez, he might have different feelings about that. He chose to stay. But Martinez got the bag, too. But I actually think that that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty intelligent, emotionally stable response Well, to he did say this. he lied to him. Yeah. I mean, well, he didn't really lie, he but lied he, he couldn't him. tell yeah, them that yeah. he was leaving. So he said, let's yeah. just focus on what we can focus on, which is basically saying I'm leaving. Yeah. So that's interesting that Childs just didn't, he just wasn't bothered by that. But I, I think what, well, one, he wasn't bothered because he was going with. And again, I think the players that stayed are going to say that they were bothered by that more than, than the ones that left. And I do think that in today's transfer portal, like, so I went through a coaching change, but Lavelle announced my junior year that it was his last year, but there were rumors even the year before that he, that he may be stepping down. But um, the funny thing was in, in the olden days, like when Lavelle left, I'm telling you, no one thought about leaving. It just wasn't even a, wasn't a thought. Well, BYU is a little different, isn't it? Cause well, I mean, LDS thing, not believe me under today's, under today's thing, dude, we would have fled like rats, but like, I didn't know. Well, I know, but back then, yeah, it wasn't a thing. Like we thought, maybe Norm Chow, who was our OC, was going to get promoted, and then they like I remember 
when I found out that Gary Croton was our head coach, that when I found that out was when they had a meeting and and they were like, hey, this is Gary Croton. And my first question was, who the hell's Gary Croton? I'm like, what? This is my coach? I had no idea. But the thought of leaving wasn't even a thing. It, it, it didn't, we didn't, no one left. But in today's world, in the transfer portal, I think more kids are going to have the Aiden Childs approach because at the end of every year now, almost every kid on the roster that has an option at the end of the year has to take a step back and and and, and assess his situation. The 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 report that came out about Saban, did you hear that about the the straw that broke the back? Mm-mm. The day after the Rose Bowl, the the loss, or was it did they play in the Rose Bowl or did they play in the Yeah, they played in the Rose Bowl against Michigan. I couldn't remember because Washington played in the Sugar Bowl. So the day after that Rose Bowl game, they fly back to Alabama, and I guess a dozen players, and this has been confirmed, a dozen players showed up at Saban's office saying, I need more. And and Saban had already been kind of thinking about it, and I guess that was the one where he was like, I'm just, I'm not. Like, you just got done with a great season. He thought it was one of the best coaching jobs that, that he had done, and He's worried about recruiting all that, and you get 12 players, and not insignificant players either, and some players that had never played a down that came in and was like, well, you know, Coach, I, I love it here, and I know we were a game away from national title, but I'm going to need some more. And they were like, we know what our options are. And, and they presented him supposedly with other offers that they had gotten elsewhere, and Saban's like, I'm done with this. So when, when players are doing that, Every offseason, I think it's going to be harder and harder for players to then be indignant and pissy about a coach lying to them for a month. Yeah, I can see that. When Aiden Childs or whoever, you're telling me that on November 4th that someone isn't in his ear being like, hey, man, the Pac-12's collapsing. Your coach may be gone. You didn't get to play this year. We think you're better than DJ anyways. By the way... We got four deals for about a million two waiting for you, and these are your options. Of course, that's happening. So it's it's. I think back in the day, it was easier for players to be pissy about their coach abandoning them. But in this world, I think less and less players are going to be able to to stand on the high horse because they're doing it. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. That's a good point. I would say though, for all the fans who are being so fanny <laughs> oh, and yeah. saying, "Oh, Jonathan Smith's such a schmuck," yeah. and and this goes to Washington fan with DeBoer and like, how about take a cue from the kid who's 20 years old <laughs> yeah. and how he handled that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, even he understands what is the coach supposed to tell me? I mean, I, I, there's no there's no easy way to handle that situation. Ultimately, what he said was, and this is his final quote, Aiden Childs, to uh, Nick Dash or in on uh, Oregon Live. He said, the reason I went to Oregon State, they were the most honest coaching staff with me. They told me exactly what I wanted to hear. Secondly, after the spring ball, I was doing pretty good. I started feeling myself a little bit. Then fall camp came around, and it was rough. I would go into Coach Smith and say, I'm not feeling myself right now. I'm not feeling how I should be performing. He just talked me through everything. He showed me that he's a genuine guy, and he really cares about you as a person and not just a player. That really stuck with me, and we've had a strong bond since then. It wasn't about Oregon State. It was about Jonathan Smith. But that, well, but... The same thing with DeBoer. It's like two things can be true. Those guys can be really honest, genuine men and leaders. DeBoer, Smith, both are and were, but yet still turn around and tomorrow be gone out the door. And I know that hurts your feelings, your little sports fan feelings, 
but that's just the business part. It doesn't mean they're a schmuck. It doesn't mean they're uh, disingenuous. It doesn't mean they didn't mean anything that they ever said. I think it's so stupid how fans jump down coaches' throats. What do you want them to do? They got a better offer. They The Pac-12 is, is gone. Well, I guess in DeBoer's situation, it's not like that. But with yeah. Jonathan Smith, dude, these guys, there's no easy way to handle these situations. And when they do handle it as best they can, and I think Jonathan Smith certainly did, uh, I don't know about DeBoer, but it seems like he's a pretty genuine and honest guy. He just was, he got a better offer. Yep. We got to stop tearing him down for that. Don't. You do the same thing. And the 20 year old kid even understands that. Maybe fans should take a page out of the, out of his book. The problem that fans are going to have, and, and there's no good solution to it, but you start talking to Michigan State and you lose to Arizona. And then at the end of the year, you're already gone no matter what, and you lose those two games. And then with DeBoer, Again, Again, it's just the nature of it's, the way it's the, the system it's works. It's the, the system works, but DeBoer is in the midst of a run for a national championship, and a month left in the season when they're undefeated and with a real shot at that thing, DeBoer turns down one of the richest contract offers oh. in Pac-12 history, and so there's this sense of you're you're going to try to win a national title, but you still don't want to be here, and 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 that just the the fillings that are going to get hurt on that I don't know how you they're it, just they're just it's I just get there. it but they're just children yes. you're being a child yeah. grow up yeah. understand it's it's in the end at the end it's it's just business yeah it just is it's not anything you did yeah. he almost won you a damn national championship yep. and you'd freaking love him <laughs> fell a little short but I mean like if he's so checked out how did they win the semifinal game yeah I mean fans are so <laughs> stupid. Well, and it, childish feelings get hurt. Grow up feelings with your little hurt. kid feelings. It's football. You ever, you ever seen anyone get divorced? How many divorces are handled well, it, maturely? That's real life. This is football. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah, but for for some of these kids, this is their whole life, and it's the closest thing they've ever well, had to any sort kids, of kids. Yes, <laughs> but fan, fan, no. <laughs> that's true. Get a life, <laughs> Jim and Tuscaloosa. God, that's true. That's true. All right, the club is next. Um, we've got yet another. Joe Fisher sent me this, and I can't believe it, but we've turned another plane around. Yeah. I'm a, my new platform is going to be turn the plane around. I'm going to be the anti-Rob. I'm running against your you platform. You are never going to win anything. I'm going to run on loud mufflers and turn the damn plane around. Uh, that's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.